Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hour two, the game, the game after work with Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, and AJ Shaw, and, uh, Coming up Saturday, a team from the state of Alabama, the Troy Trojans, will be in town for an 11 a.m. kickoff. That means Power Keg Game Day will start at 7 in the morning. Mitch Fortner, that's me. Also, Derek Young, Cole Manbeck will join me, both from the Three Mall podcast. And since it is a 7 o'clock start, that means uh, Scoreboard Saturday, Saturday, hosted by A.J. Shaw, will be kicking off at 6 a.m. right here on News Radio KMAN. But the Cats are 1-0 after a 45-0 victory over the Red Hawks of Southeast Missouri to go to 1-0 on the year. And now they are ranked 15th in the nation. They go up one spot in the AP, a couple of spots in the coaches' poll, both number 15 in each poll. If you missed our one of the show, check out the podcast at newsradiokman.com. Also search for the game on 1350 Kman on wherever you get your podcast. Keep up with the Caps. Cats keep up with the show. And coming up later on in this hour, you're going to hear about from Uso Samalu on the podcast for hour number one. Will Howard and Avery Johnson both speaking to the media. A reaction to the win on Saturday, plus Jabroni of the Week. Uh, before we continue on with the cats and get to some Chris Kleiman highlights from his press conference earlier today, want to mention that, of course, uh, Felix Andy DK Uzama, who was back at the bill for Saturday's Kind of celebration mm-hmm. pregame for the uh, 2022 Big 12 Championship. Deuce Vaughn was also back, by the way, mm-hmm. guys. Uh, Dallas Cowboy about to lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl for the first time in 27 years. But uh, Felix has made the 53-man roster. Most likely it will be a backup to Mike Dana. Uh, also, some bad news, <laughs> uh, Chiefs fans. Travis Kelsey might not play on Thursday. The home opener and season opener against the Detroit Lions. Old Travis earlier today hyperextending his knee. Ooh. That was reported earlier today from uh, from Chiefs practice. So if you look at the roster right now, Chiefs already going to be without Kadarius Tony. Oh, actually, he's questionable, but I'm I don't think he's going to play. He's got a questionable heading into the week, but I'm not exactly sure about that. Now Travis Kelsey is questionable. And then if you look at the defensive side of the football, Legereus Sneed is also questionable. He hasn't practiced uh, in quite a while. And then you have 
Well, Chris Jones, he's still uh, trying to work out that contract. So he and the Chiefs are still going back and forth. He did not participate in training camp during the whole whole preseason, and now he's more than ready to battle with Kansas City into the regular season. Yeah, it sounds like it's not getting any better at all. He's content to effectively spend the money that he could get on an increase paying fines. This doesn't make sense. And, um, it's just uh, when that's your only leverage, you know, you're going to do it. You're going to get it done. And uh, I just hope for him, it seems like guys that hold out for this length, they never come back the same player. You know, like you never – it always ends up being a detriment, especially that season. It really does make you wonder what the future is going to hold, mm-hmm. given that this is the final year of that deal. Right. And, you know, are we, are you already looking at someone who was seen by the franchise as being a cornerstone on the defense instead being a liability for this season and you say goodbye to him? Yeah. Oh, boy. The Chiefs without Chris that's Jones. A, that's Ooh. a tough call. I, you know, that's a real tough call. He's, is he the second best player on the on the roster? If he's not, he's third. Yeah, at least. I mean, yeah. But now you're talking two of your three best players for Kansas City might not play on Thursday. I mean, if I was a Chiefs fan, I'm not thrilled. No. Right now, that seems like a pretty, like a bruised ego a little bit. Like, Mm -hmm. you're feeling solid about, you know, defending champs, and now you think of the Detroit Lions as like a team you could go in week one and just take care of business. Well, the Lions are an improved team. I mean, offensively, I know they don't have a ton of star power, but with Jameer Gibbs, who's a rookie, but he played at Alabama and played very well. Amon Ross St. Brown, by the way, is awesome. Is extremely talented. Yeah. And we'll see what we get from Jared Goff, but you know, I, I'm not exactly thinking the Lions are not going to be competitive. Heading, this could be a really competitive game. This is on a, Thursday. A team on the rise for sure. You know, they're not going to go and blow anybody, blow them out. But um, lots of question marks, some injuries thrown in there, some bad feelings in the mix as well. The Chiefs uh, not going into Week One on all running on all cylinders. That's for sure. By the way, because Chiefs are playing Thursday night, so a weird schedule that we've ran into this year because Manhattan High is also playing this Thursday which is extremely rare but they're playing at Hummer Sports Park against Topeka somebody else has a home game that weekend as well uh, that plays in in Topeka Topeka school and they share Hummer Sports Park I'm not sure who it is so that means Manhattan Topeka High will be Thursday night that game will be airing on on uh, our sister station B1047 but it'll also be online on B's website and also newsradiocayman.com so cool multiple places to get it but if you tune in <laughs> on air Cayman you're going to hear Chiefs not tribe and you did you already talk about what's thursday hold for this show is nothing <laughs> or is it me and aj uh it's gonna be I'm the here. dg show oh okay mm-hmm. so i'm gonna let dg host yeah he'll put the show together and we're gonna talk baby we gonna talk a lot i mean we're gonna really start spilling the beans we're gonna start talking behind the scenes stuff so behind the scenes, dirt on Mitch, on Troy, on AJ, on Travion. Great. I do have a couple of interviews lined up for you. Oh, man. Troy's play-by-play guy, not this Troy, as in Troy University, their <laughs> play-by-play guy is going to come on Thursday. But you know him. 
I actually helped set it up. Yeah, I got, and then I got Barry's <laughs> so phone number. So it is Troy's play-by-play <laughs> guy. Troy's Troy play-by-play guy. All right, let's get to Coach Kleiman. He had a, a press conference earlier today like he does on Tuesdays, but his team's now 1-0, and and K-State 45 nothing victory over SEMO. Let's hear from Kleiman what to work on from game one to game two. We need to sustain and get off blocks better offensively and defensively. Our perimeter run, we feel like we need to sustain blocks better. And that's everybody. That's not just wideouts. That's tight ends. That's old linemen that are pulling. And then we need to be able to get off blocks in the perimeter. Those are the two things that I saw. And, and a lot of those were, I'm in the right spot, but had poor technique. You know, one thing that did stand out to me when I think about that clip and also thinking back to Saturday is there were some plays that it was like a really good play and then turned into a really bad play for SEMO where the wide receivers for the Redhawks are blocking, and it looks like, I mean, they're doing a hell of a job locking up on whoever they are blocking, and then the play goes more outside, and then they don't let go of the block, and then it turns into a holding penalty, and before you know it, Simo's ruined their drive like they kind of stabbed themselves in the foot with a penalty. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple of times that that did happen, but up until the penalty where it was blatantly obvious that they were holding, it was going to... So mm-hmm. it should have been a pretty solid play for them. And they were really sealing up the blocks. It's probably plays like that. Get off the blocks early and go try to make a play. Maybe don't get bailed out by um, a penalty, which you don't mind once in a while. You probably wouldn't mind it at all, you know, of course. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're not learning a whole lot. You know, you're, you're kind of getting owned on that play. It just went a little bit too long or whatever. That did happen a couple of times. And then, you know, the offensive line, when – win more consistently in the trenches. Uh, a couple of injury updates for us. Notice Jake Clifton left the game at one point. Believe he did go to the locker room. Here's his status. Doubtful for Jake this week. That's why we didn't list him on the depth chart. Um, be a, a long shot, but I doubt it. So K-State here early in the season continues to chase being fully healthy. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I mean, you know, you're lucky if you're ever at that point. Casey could be chasing that all season long, but Jake Clifton is a pretty key piece to that linebacker depth, and he's the only player being talked about as he can go play any position mm-hmm. at linebacker position. So hopefully, you know, if he's out for the Troy game, that's one thing. If it's an ex- if we're not being told that this is you know more serious and they're letting it on to be, you know that I think later down the road that could potentially hurt. Where you're, where you're missing that key depth at linebacker. Wide receiver, we did not have Keegan Johnson. Update? We'll find out this week. He um, did some limited things uh, yesterday, um, and so we'll just have to play as the week goes. So, again, it's another questionable situation for the Cats, but this time it's your top guy, a wide receiver. But I still thought K-State did a great job in the receiving game without Keegan Johnson. Like, I took a lot away from that. Even though you didn't have your number one guy at wide receiver, you still get 297 yards from Will Howard. And Will Howard made some tough plays, and that was a great job by guys like Ben Sinnott to get wide open on a couple of plays. One of those plays to Ben Sinnott, where he actually ended up fumbling, that was a hell of a throw. Dude, that was Hell a, of a throw yeah. by Will Howard. Yeah, that was – I thought for sure he was. I thought was that was gonna, super dangerous. Me too. And the guy was so close to picking that up. But I thought he was going to score on that too. I was like, ah, oh, yay! 
I cannot wait for what this offense looks like with Keegan Johnson. Like that that makes me so excited to just just, just imagine. Yeah. But you know, what if he has the what if he's got the injury bug like for multiple weeks? What if he struggles? Well, I mean, to he's dealt with that before. He has. Yeah. But that we're in pretty good hands, though, considering what we saw on Saturday. The young guys are ready to step up, baby. Well, that, I brought that up at the press conference about what Coach learned about the depth of his wide receivers from game one. Didn't go deep into the depth, but his reaction to the wide receivers against SEMO. Jaden Jackson came in and played really well. He blocked exceptionally well, blocking at the point of attack, and then caught the big ball uh, on the post route. Uh, RJ was what I expected RJ to be, because uh, I've seen it all through fall camp as, as a guy that can be an, a number one receiver. Phil, I thought, played uh, well. I was excited to get the young guys uh, in there in Spivey and Brown, and then Seth will get pushed back into that rotation a little bit. He was banged up, played just on special teams. He'll get pushed into the rotation now as well. Jane Jackson is an interesting story right now because he did have that big touchdown play, 33 yards, post route in the first quarter. It was K-State's first touchdown of the season. After that, kind of disappeared. Mm -hmm. He only had one more catch, and that was for five yards. But I'm glad they at least got a big play out of him. At least he showed up and had a play or two. He wasn't completely invisible. He had some catches, had some targets. Like, Will wanted to go to him. Mm-hmm. And for him to win a long touchdown battle like that, beating the just barely beating the corner for that touchdown, I thought was really big. That's, pro- that's absolutely some progress for Jaden Jackson. Um, and then also Seth Porter. I mean, Will tried to get one, get one to Seth in mm-hmm. the end zone for a touchdown. Will was fearless, tried to thread that needle, fitted into a tight space, and the defender for for Simo looked like he made a really nice play. I'm telling you, Seth is going to get one here soon. Mm -hmm. I I just kind of feel it building. After I had said something about him that I'm like, I said something like, listen, Seth hasn't done anything his whole career, not expecting him at all to be an asset for the depth at wide receiver. I think, honestly, he might be proving me wrong soon. Because he did get out there and play a little bit of wide receiver, but he's also been banged up this week. For sure. Or this last week. Well, now he's going to be more in the rotation. They feel confident that he can now provide in the actual rotation like we're going to see him on the field more. So stay tuned on Seth Porter. Yeah. I may be very wrong <laughs> about that guy here in year six as a uh, as a team captain. Uh, still keeping with the offense. Let's go to quarterbacks. There's still that or on the depth chart for the backup. We'll once again play it week by week. Um, I will tell you that that Avery and Jake split a lot of the two reps during the week. So again, the or is still there. Uh, scenario wise, might be a different story, but they're going to address that during the meetings this week. About is it Avery? Is it going to be Jake Rubley if something were to happen to Will Howard here against Troy? I, I think more often than not. When it comes to scenarios, like the way I would predict it is because of the positive film, and it's just a week ago that I think Avery might – I think he would have the advantage here. I think I think Avery has earned second-string quarterback. And, maybe, and I could be wrong. Maybe they're still feeling Jake deserves the opportunity. He's older. He's been in the system now. This is his third season. Um yeah, third season mm-hmm. in the system that they're going to give him the shot and see what he can go do. 
If they're thinking red shirt, that would probably be the answer. But I don't think they're really thinking red shirt with Avery Johnson. I was surprised given the length of time that they allowed him to play the other night. I, I think that that backs up what you're saying in terms of the red shirt. That that ability to get him the experience that they did the other evening almost makes you believe that, yes, he is maybe a nose ahead of Rubley in that number two spot. Well, that first drive was impressive. was unreal. Uh, for for a freshman to come in? It was like, I, I'm trying to guess if the plays in yardage. I'm going to say it was seven or eight plays for a, roughly 80 yards. But there were like three or four plays in a row that went for a first down. Mm-hmm. I And you know, from throwing the football, running it, I mean, he was pretty impressive right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there were still starters in the game for SEMO yeah. at that time. Oh, yeah. Th- that I mean, that's hard to – that's really hard to go in any other direction than Avery at that point just from from that play. But, again, I don't know what the coaches are thinking. But I on, like if I had my prediction, I do, and I do have it, is that they would go Avery. I think Avery's your number two in most scenarios. Avery's your number two. Do you think Jake being dinged up at all had like well, in that too? Yeah, like, uh, coach mentioning that yeah he's been dinged up a little bit. Uh, well, certainly, but even if we're healthy, guys, e- even if Rubley's healthy, everybody's good to go. I mean, you just got to look to who has the most talent for sure. Who's got the it factor? Who who right now do you trust more? I think Dy said it, and I think it like. In my mind, if Jake's 100% or close to, I think we would have seen both of those guys on Saturday night. I think he would have played Jake and he would have played Avery. The interesting part about that, though, as you talk about who's the it guy, Jake Rubley was to be the it guy. Mm. If you really go back to his recruitment and how that all played out and where he was projected in terms of success. And now finds himself potentially being relegated to back up the rest of his career. That's... I mean, at K-State. Yeah, at K-State. If he elects not to go transfer, sure. I mean, let's... But, yeah. Uh, So surprising when you realize that he was the it guy Mm -hmm. coming out of high school. Uh, College football, what a fickle beast you are. Yes, yes. Uh, one more clip here. Uh, did you guys notice some of the player celebrations that we had on Saturday? Coach Kleiman was asked about that and if he's noticed them or had a favorite. I didn't know about a lot of them, and I still probably don't know, and I probably don't care to know about them. Um, the only one that jumped out at me just because I was in with the defensive guys was was Dukes casting the, the, the rod and reel with fishing. That was the only one that I saw, and so if there was other ones – I'm sure somebody will tell me about him later. <laughs> if there was one player that I would have guessed that would not have a well-thought-out, planned celebration, it would be Khalid Duke. Mm-hmm. Because just from being at media gatherings with him, you know, like Keontae Johnson was a bit of the same way, where him just talking to the media didn't seem like he had the most outgoing personality. Well, then got to see him at the NCAA tournament in the open locker rooms, and like you saw some of the uh, <laughs> you saw some of the personality come out. Khalid, he just he, he he just seems like a really quiet guy, reserved, not a lot of outgoing personality, and then he busts out this 
very exciting celebration after his sack. You know the guy I want to see in that in who maybe behind the scenes is that way. Christian Duffy. Would that be hilarious or what? We need an O line. We need some more O linemen uh, celebrations for sure. That said, <laughs> the Will Howard and uh, cracking the uh, brewski. That was awesome. Oh, th- well, <laughs> that was awesome. They were uh, shotgunning beers. That yes. was awesome. Yes, cracking a brewski. Yes. And I believe it was. I believe Cooper Beebe. He said earlier today that. Coach Klein had something to say about that. I'm sure he did. I'm and he sure may be shutting it down. Yeah, that one ain't, that one is busted yeah. out. Yeah. It's always, what do they say? It's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is ask permission. Ask for permission. permission yeah. So it's one of those that they're like, we're going to do this because we got one well, shot at it. Uh, I broke up laughing because of all people, straight arrow Will Howard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I honestly wasn't surprised. <laughs> Will Howard looked... This I, this is a quote from Lindsay herself. Will Howard looks like a guy that would shotgun a beer. He does. He does. He looks like the kind of guy that would shotgun a beer but wouldn't shotgun three beers. You know what I'm saying? He'd be like, nah, man, I got to get going. But he's got that grin where you know he's been to some I'll do part. one. Yeah, I'll do one. I'll do one. What I'll do, do one. And, yeah, great form, by the way, for, the, for Big Bill. He did a great job. Hanging with the linemen. They're going to say, you're shocking in a beer whether you want to or not. And he did great, man. But I figured someone was going to say, we're probably not going to do that one again. But the fishing one, man, he can, he can come out to Rocky Ford with me anytime, dude. He's good. I think he can reel in some fish. Listen, let's just let Uso dance and we're good. Yeah, that was I awesome. I didn't catch the Uso one. I did catch him like jumping out of the pile all Yes. Just all energy, uh-huh. letting it all out. And I caught that, and I looked over at my charts or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad that he and Damian and Khalid Duke all got in there on a sack. I think I well, – let me pull up the numbers here on who all were involved in sacks on Saturday. So you had Austin Moore with one. You had one for Khalid Duke, one for Nate Matlack. Forgot yeah. About him. What effort – we should have brought him up earlier. What effort I saw yeah. – just going by effort, yeah. the noticeable effort on the field, other than Austin Moore, I think Nate Matlack comes in second. Yeah. And, and Brendan Mott wouldn't be too far behind. That defensive line, really, they're going to be trouble for a lot of people. That is a lot of very active, big athletes who are ready to get after the football, and oh boy. Then he had a half sack as well for uh, Damian Eli Leo and Anuso Samalu. So Dude. 11 tackles for loss, four sacks. You, when a man the size of Uso Samalu wants to, <laughs> when he wants to dance and break it down, you just get out of the way. Okay. You just let him do his thing. Just get out of the way. I can't wait. I can't wait to see him bust that out more. Well, speaking of Uso, we're going to hear from him next. He talks about the weight loss and being yeah. more ready to be an athlete for K-State football in 2023. I think for the first time on this show, we'll hear from Uso when we come back. You're locked into the game on News Radio KMAN. It's the game on KMAN. Mitch, Troy, Deej, and AJ. What is, does AJ, is it short for something? Andrew Joseph. Okay, so first name, middle name? Yes. Andrew Joseph Shaw. What does Shaw mean? Where does that go back to? Where's the origin? It's English, I think. Okay. And you just reminded me of my mother 
by saying that, so because <laughs> she calls me that too much. <laughs> well, you are in trouble, yeah. so uh, yeah, you've been screwing up, pal. Get out. One of the most embarrassing times my sister-in-law ever had. My nephew, who's now a uh, junior here at K State, mm-hmm. uh, when he was a little one, we one got asked by my grandmother, so his great grandmother, uh, what his name was. And he gave it the the full, as in Luke Nicholas. And Grandma said Nicholas, and and Mom calls me that. <laughs> <laughs> hey AJ, by the way, we we talked about this last week. Give a shout. Uh, give your Twitter handle a shout out. Real Shaw Father on Twitter. Give me a follow. The re- real Shaw Father. Yes, <laughs> I was like, I like that. That's nickname. a good. That's a good Twitter handle. That's a really good. Well, X handle now. Yeah, I was explaining to Mitch. I got it because they used to call me the Shaw Dad, and I didn't like that. So I said Shaw Father sounds better. So I'll go with that. I like that handle. <laughs> My last name is English. Show me some respect. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's more informal. formal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, come on, dude. <laughs> Uh, I want to continue on uh, with Uso. We're going to hear from him here in just a second. W- what's that thing called? It's like it's almost like a bunch of needles, and you like press your hand through it, and you can see on the other side. Oh it, yeah, you see the full yeah. outline and the full you know hand or whatever that. Yeah. Uso, when he just bashes through the offensive line, reminds me of that because man, double team whatever he indents. Mm-hmm. He puts an indention into yeah. an offensive line. I noticed that clearly. He was questionable for Saturday. He's been banged up. He'll give us an update on his status, uh, where he's at percentage-wise heading into Troy. I was so impressed with him game one. Even yes. though he didn't start, he didn't play the most amount of snaps, but he still comes in, gets a half sack, and, and two tackles for loss. I, and there was that one play. It was a running play to the left. It was just a pile of humanity, and all of a sudden, he's the one making the tackle. Right. <laughs> and it was all him by himself. Like, just mm-hmm. he had blockers on his back. Yeah. Making the play. I was like, this kid is crazy strong. He's 6'3, like, he's listed here at 340. I'm just a big kid. <sighs> it's a big man. That's the kind of guy he's banged up, and they're like, what's wrong? He's like, I, oh, my leg's broken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's still walking around, you know? You're like, oh, God. Uh, let's hear from Uso. He spoke to the media earlier today, and I believe this is the first time he, we will hear Uso on the show. Coaches have talked about your conditioning and how that's improved in the offseason. How did you, uh, what was the key for you there as far as just being in better shape this year? Uh, just being more disciplined with the way I eat, the way I sleep, you know, just recovery. Uh, just trying to be a better athlete overall you know coming back from the bowl game and the season last year it was I was not as disciplined as I should have been ate a lot my mom fed me a lot while I was at home and uh, came back and I was struggling but I made it a goal for myself to be in the best shape as possible by the time season came around what do you weigh now right now I weigh 330 how high did you get the highest I got was 365 I don't ever want to go back up there but how much of a challenge is it? Do you take it to go up against the center on every play, every snap? I don't take anything lightly, you know. Try and make sure I do my job at the same time. Just beat the center. Make sure I do what I can to, to win, especially if it's a one-on-one. Uh, we're taught that if it's a one-on-one block, you should never lose and you should always beat the person in front of you. How much talk goes on up front 
between offensive line and defensive line? There's a lot of talk that goes on, but I'm not. I don't like talking. You know, I just keep my mouth shut and just try and let my play do the talking. Tell me about the the sack dance you showed everybody the other day. Uh, the sack dance is uh, my favorite defensive lineman is Dexter Lawrence. He plays for the Giants, but his celebration. He call it the sexy Dexy, and it's just that little, a little shuffle, you know, something big boys like to do, and thought it fit the moment. Yeah, did you hear some good feedback on it? I had a lot of good feedback, you know, everybody that was around me, my teammates, and then all over social media, people liked it, but I was trying to have fun out there. I know you were a little bit banged up last week and ended up good enough to play. How close are you to 100% now? I feel like with all the treatment and recovery and everything that, that's been going on here, you know, uh, our our athletic uh, trainers and all those staffs have been helping me, so I feel like I'm about 95%, you know, close to 100. I'm getting back, trying to be 100% by the time we start game. You learned from Eli last year that you've taken into this. The biggest lesson I think I learned was uh, if you're you're able to anticipate what's coming by by watching film and you know trying to learn the the, the offense you're going against. If you're able to anticipate, you can make plays and you can visualize what's about to happen in front of you. And Eli was a big mentor to all of us and really thank you for everything he's done for us. But now he passed it on to all of us in the DT room here, and we're just trying to do as best as we can. We're back live after hearing from Uso Samalo. Deej, you're laughing dude, a couple of times. First of all, another guy just totally unlikable when you hear him talk. You know I mean? Just, uh, no. Listen. When you get done with the bowl game, you go home, mom's going to put some extra portions on the plate. And who are you? (laughs) You go home. You're a broke college kid. You're like, mom's throwing down in the kitchen. She brings me an extra plate. I'm supposed to go, no, mama. She's going to go, what's wrong? What'd they do to you? This is not the Uso that I know and I raised. You eat. That's what happens. You go home and you eat. 365. 365-pound man, 6'3". Give me a break, dude. Awesome. He might be the <laughs> last person in the Big 12 you want tackling. Yeah, I'm dude, not joking. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because not only is he big, he's crazy strong. Yeah, yeah. He looks it. He yeah. looks it. Um, And also... Yes, the I know that he's he's got his buddy that he likes in the NFL, but wasn't much sexy about that dance, Uso. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we all appreciate it and we all like it, but I wouldn't say sexy. That's not the first word that crossed my mind. But another one, another guy. Just check off the list. Another guy that's come through this program that that is a great kid. He just you know he like what a fantastic roster full of just wonderful kids that they got right now right right here in our backyard manhattan kansas these guys are all always praising other people praising coaches athletic training staff are you kidding me uh uso is another guy just seems very likable and really cool man after the break here comes the number one song of the day after these words a lot of money Mm -hmm. a lot of money if I can never leave Manhattan, Kansas again, it would take millions. Not even to go to like Clay Center, Morganville, nothing. Can't leave city limits. I mean, so what if I said, what if I said, what if I threw Man. it? We'll throw it out there. Five million. That's a lot of cash. It is. But 
what the hell am I going to spend it on? I know. You're just going to be walking around town with like, hey, I'm the guy. I got five mil, baby. That's the thing. It's like, is that money truly buying you happiness if you can't leave town? Like, I'm not one of those people that can just stay put. Like, when I retire, I'm not going to be at my house day in and day out mowing the lawn twice a week because I have nothing better to do. Like, I do not want to be that person at all. So it would take way more. I mean, I don't know if there is amount of money, to be honest with you. 50 million bucks? Oof. Would, yes, I'm taking care of, but I'm going to be so bored out oh, of my mind. You're going to be like the amount of bored that's going to happen to you is going to be astronomical boredom. It's going to be awful. Now, if you lived in like New York City or L.A., Chicago, somewhere overseas, maybe then I could see it. But like yeah. here, I love Manhattan. But I mean, dude, not being able to leave city limits here. And having to sit back and be like, well, at least I got a million dollars. Because the, the first question is a million dollars. Would you do it for a million? No way. But like, you know, the Cats someday going to play in the national championship game. I want to go. Nope, you can't. But yeah, exactly. So I don't think I could take any money. No. To stay in Manhattan, Kansas the rest of my it's life. It's a tough question, dude. It is a tough one. It, it, I, I, I might have to turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I asked this for Labor Day. Are you a hot dog or hamburger kind of guy? Uh, if I have the choice, Burger. Cheeseburger. I want a cheeseburger. I want cheese on my burger. You have? A, are you more of a brat guy, or, or hot dog? Or hot dog. Brat. Okay. Hot dog. Like when it comes to any sort of grilling, um, hot dog is probably my la- the last thing I want. Same. Same. Unless there's like fried pineapple or something. <laughs> okay. We're for talking meats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Like hot I, dog. Like. Yeah. I'm not really into shish kebabs. Oh, not yeah. really into that kind of whole like you know. I'll do corn on the grill, like a chunk of mushroom. It's like no. I appreciate I don't like mushrooms, mushrooms, but it's uh, weird. What about well, you? Would you take any amount of money to stay in Manhattan forever? Sixty-two thousand dollars. <laughs> nah, I no way. No, I like to do a little travel. Double your salary. <laughs> That's quadruple your salary. No, I like to travel a little bit. I, there's no way. If it was like a billion and I could move everyone that I love to, <laughs> to be like right next to me and like, if I'm going to suffer, so are you, then I would do it, I think. I think then, but it'd have to be a billion dollars. There's no way I could do it for a million. No. Did you grill for Labor Day? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dad's a griller. Click the tongs twice. Oh, for sure. Oh, man. Yeah, we did hot dogs because that's, I mean... My big little loves hot dogs. Tongs is the, that's the signal. Like clap, clap. Listen, I'm getting ready to flip. Yeah. So get out of the way. Game's over. Do not mess with me. I'm the Uso Sayomalu of grilling right now. <laughs> click, click. Let's go. Stay out of my way. And then if you flip everything without breaking apart a burger or losing <laughs> a dog, oh. do you do the do you do the dance? Oh, I do the dance, yeah. dude. I do the dance for the rest of the evening. I'm like, did you see that? It was like, no. <laughs> like, ah, perfect burger flip. All right, guys, we've got to get out of here. Full two hours tomorrow. We'll hear from DY from Case Down Online. We hope to be joined by the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. For AJ, Deej, Troy, I'm Mitch. Go Cats. Need your local fix? Tune in weekdays at 6 a.m., 12 p.m., and 5 p.m. for a look at news happening around Manhattan. News Radio, KMAN, Manhattan.